This podcast contains strong language which may be offensive to some people. Swearing is naughty. Talking to the stars of today and the freshest talent of tomorrow. Their story in their words. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast in the spotlight. It is back! In the spotlight has finally returned to the podcast world. Taken off the shelf, dusted off, and even some fancy new artwork. Ooh! Speaking to incredible people who are not only changing their own lives, but so many others in one way or another. So enough from me, let's talk to today's star. Sherry Doodles. I'm Cherie, I'm the founder and owner of Frankie Doodles Children's Clothing Boutique, and I'm also Frankie's mum. Frankie, where's Frankie at the moment? Is he just chilling? In bed. In He's bed. in bed, I can hear him watching YouTube at the moment. Chilling in the boardroom, as they That's say. That's it. Ah, good man. In his office, as he likes to call it. Well, yeah, everyone's got to have a nice little office, haven't they? So Frankie's the face, and you are the creator. How did this all begin? It all started after Frankie was born. He was born severely premature. Uh, he was all 25 weeks, so he was 15 weeks early. And so he was in like high intensive care NICU units. You know, some time went by and they said, oh, you know, we need to start introducing clothing to him. You know, obviously because get the skin used to the textures, things like that. So obviously it's prem baby wear but you know like specialist you know for hospitals because obviously the NICU clothing is what it's called it's um, a lot more like delicate material there's buttons down the side to make way for the tubes and things like that Uh, and so obviously the only places that really sold that kind of clothing was boutiques like that you just get on your high street or something like that just random independent boutiques you go in there and they were so expensive. It was like one tiny little vest, which was probably not even like a square meter of material. And it was like 12 quid. And it, it was just, you know, the bigger shops didn't like Asda's, you know, and places like that. They, they've um, like next, they've sort of upped their game a little bit. Uh, Mother care existed still then. And, you know, they didn't really have a great, great range for premature either. So it was all like early baby, you know, an early baby could be like two, three weeks early. It didn't cater for actual NICU babies, like babies that were incubated. So I just went, I went online and started looking for wholesale and, and found wholesalers. I weren't looking for them, but they came up. And so I'd order pack, like you order a unit back then, a unit used to be, say, 12 to 24 outfits. So I'd pick like one or two, maybe three out of it. And then I was just selling the difference on eBay or selling to like the other parents that were on the unit as well. And, and I just went back and forth, back and forth like that. The range for boys was better because the big corporates, they don't do very good ranges in boys' clothing. So, you know, as he was growing, came out of hospital, you know, I was just getting them off them. 
you know, really random, unique sort of different pieces. So he didn't, so, you know, like nobody wants their kids to wear what other kids are wearing. You always want them to look a little bit different. And and then a couple of years sort of went and I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And then eventually a friend said to me, when are you going to start your business? I went, what business? And she went, Frankie Doodles, of course. And I went, oh, oh yeah. Someone saw it before you did. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It was just, but everyone knew what I was doing. I was telling everyone, oh, I'm just buying this, this stuff, you know, and I'm just putting it on eBay and selling on. And so it was like a little sideline, really, just you know, trying things out. And I did sort of sometimes, like, it did sort of cross my mind. I wouldn't be nice if this was a business. And, and but just, you know, nothing more. It's when you said they, they things come in, like, packs of 12, and I thought you could wear the same thing. would be like Steve Jobs, who famously yeah. only ever wore the same colour T-shirt every day to yeah. work. Yeah, um, Ozzy Osbourne does the same thing. Uh, he only it's owns a showbiz thing. I don't know... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, when he was performing in the theatre, he would leave the back entrance or the back exit wearing the same clothing as the night before. So when the, yeah. when the paparazzi were out there taking pictures, it just a uh, day before and the day before that and the day before that. Yeah. So, okay, maybe there's something in this. I like it. So what's what's been the biggest challenge in getting the whole thing started? Biggest oh. challenge? There's been quite a few. Um, the biggest challenge was sort of, really getting started because I was a little bit embarrassed not not embarrassed but just I was I wasn't very confident and I mean I can do a lot of things I'm very things I know I'm very confident I'm flying off with that but this was this was sort of like a little bit unknown and it was kind of like a business that I wasn't kind of looking to start you know I always just imagined I'd have a massive property empire or I'd own a bank or something like that or I'd be a massive rich landowner or something like that and you know if that that to me is a business you know that could all still happen you know that could all still happen it could it could this is very true but like a little kids clothing business because I'm not I wouldn't say and I, I think the reason why I didn't imagine it was because I'm not your average yummy mummy do you know what I mean I'm not you know that kind of person I'm very much just me you know (laughs) you see what you see is what you get I'm not one of those gentle parents or you know that runs around with like a container of carrot sticks and organic smoothies and stuff like that I'm more of a half-eaten Kit Kat and three-day-old bottled water in the bag (laughs) do you know what I mean that's just fermented (laughs) um so that, so that was the challenge, really. It was just having the confidence to sort of get out on social media. And then a friend came around, and she she had, like, a little side sort of photography business. And she said, look, I'll take some pictures of Frankie wearing the clothing. And, you know, there'll be some nice pictures to start off with on, um, you know, and it was a private group. I started off with a private group because I didn't want everyone to sort of look and laugh and make fun of it, you know. But I don't know. I just had this vision in my head that people wouldn't respond very well, but they did. And, and you know, I had a job alongside it. So it was all just very, you know, seasonal sort of thing. And But it was. The challenge was just getting started, getting on with it. So I think there's a problem for most people. That first, mm-hmm. first step kind of answers the question, really. Has it been smooth sailing? Or have you had some angry waves to ride, really, along this 
little journey. Oh, it's, it's never smooth sailing. It's never smooth sailing. You have this romantic, delusional positivity that it's going to be great. You're going to have this business and everyone's going to love it and you're going to get loads of sales and you're going to be like all those business owners on TikTok where they're doing that TikTok with their ching, ching, ching. You know, anyone who uses this term will get thousands of sales, like those sort of things. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way, has it? It's it's like, it's it's literally, business is so, businesses in general are so fragile. You know, and, and, you know, it's like, do you remember Tamagotchis? I do remember Tamagotchis. And then right, I remember when they got re-released again. <laughs> yeah, that is what a business is. A business is a Tamagotchi. You have to feed it, water it, play with it. You've got to keep it alive. <laughs> That's it. Because if you step away once, right, my Tamagotchi died during my GCSE maths exam. <laughs> I was going to ask, have you had a Tamagotchi and, and what happened yeah. to it? 229 days, something like that. It was a fucking record. And wow. the little shit died in its own shit. <laughs> like, there was poo everywhere in my maths exam. It was, the, do you know what? Not only was it the worst exam of my life, but my Tamagotchi died after, and I was absolutely gutted. My mum said, aren't you upset that you were, you know, you don't think you did that well in your exam? I was like, mum, my Tamagotchi died. Like, my little dog died. <laughs> I'm so upset about my little dog Popeye. Popeye, what, that was his name, Popeye. What a traumatic experience, especially during a maths it, exam. Exactly. I can't stand maths anyway, so that makes it even worse. And that's the worst thing. I could have like just chilled with my little Tamagotchi dog, but there you go. But that is what a business is like. It's it's like that. It's for anyone that wouldn't know what a business is. This is what it's like running it. You have to constantly look at it and do the things and. It's not even like people think, oh, it's okay, you can just hire people to do that. But no, that costs money. It, it's it's a roller coaster of emotions, it, it, and and it hasn't it hasn't been easy. It's still not easy. But there you go. Have you had a Tamagotchi since? No, no. I think I've got PTSD from the Tamagotchi situation. I'm sorry, it's, it's, that is part of my childhood trauma. So, anyone listening to this that knows Shuri, there's an easy Christmas present. <laughs> that's it. What that's about a Frankie Doodles Tamagotchi? That's it. Oh my god, could you imagine? It'd be like a little Frankie. Oh no, but then everyone would no. die and kill it <laughs> And I think I'd have the up if like my little Tamagotchi Frankie pooed on the floor or something, because he's not allowed to do that in real life. <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope not. Okay, um, what's 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 the plan? What's the plan with Frank Doodles? So where you are right now? Goals have probably changed over time from the very beginning to today. What's, you know, what's, what's the plan? What's the plan? Um, get bigger. That's, that's, that's always the plan, isn't it? That's always the goal is get bigger. But then when you go set a goal, large. Like that, that's go large. <laughs> that's it. You've got to go large, supersize it. You know, it, it is just to just progress through. I mean, at the moment, the goals have changed slightly. Um, we've shut down at Basildon um, and we're focusing on being a UK based rather than focus on being an Essex based business we're a UK based online boutique now Ooh, um, UK based he's calling me Frankie 
I'm on a podcast. Well, you know, if you want to come and say hello, bring him over. Do you want to say hello on the podcast? Because we're talking about Frankie Doodles. Of course he does. Well, quickly ask you a question. It's going to be an essay. He's heard about the time I got you. Yeah, can he have one for Christmas? What is it? <laughs> what, quickly? At the time, <laughs> what was it? Look, it's Chris. Hola! It's Casey's daddy. Remember Casey? No. You were holding her hands in Primark. You were trying to get her to buy loads of stuff. She does that to me too. Yeah, this is that habit she has. This is that effect she has. To <laughs> Tomorrow's promotion. You can wear it tomorrow, okay? Okay, off you go. I got him a Union Jack hat. And um, oh. he was like, when can I? I was meant to wear it today. And I was like, no, tomorrow's the actual promotion. Yeah, so that's done. Done. So yeah, the, the the goals have changed slightly. So that's that's what the plan is: is to just because um, obviously cash flow is a massive, massive problem for all businesses right now. You know, the government haven't implemented nothing, no help, nothing. There's a massive cost. Sorry, I've got a hair in my face. It's my hair, but <laughs> I suppose you have this problem all the time, Chris. I you you'd think, but it's a more regular occurrence than than you you could even imagine. Um, My hair is high maintenance, no, I tell you. It is, it is. And um, especially for me, because I'm Turkish, we're born hairy. Do you know what I mean? Hairy backs, hairy faces. Like, honestly, like on, on an off day, I look like a yeti. It's terrible. Do you want um, me to take this bit out of the podcast, or do you want it to stay in? <laughs> it's up to you. We can it's it's up to you. It's up to you. I mean, we can call this up close and personal, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Don't edit that. Yeah. So it was. It, I, I felt like since January, I need to start scaling back, and and so I became more and more aware, like eyes open, what needs scaling back because you know it's Christmas was not a good sales month at all on the high street and online. Online obviously wasn't a good sales pub because Royal Mail decided to do all the strikes. Um, yes, 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 there they were did. We had DPD every Yodel who, you know, bless their cottons, they worked around the clock, but then they got impacted by the strikes. So they out, out of interest, down. did they did they raise their prices because they knew Royal Mail were playing games? Um, no, they didn't. Okay, no, they didn't. They didn't. Um, they didn't. But they could have. They could have, they could have, and they. I think they knew the score as well. People were going to revert back to Royal Mail once all this was over. And to be honest, yes, I do use Royal Mail just as a standard postage, but I have since like implemented a plan B. So there is a plan B if that was to happen again. Business you know, continuity. That's it. That's it. So. While the strikes were happening, I was in talks with direct courier services and I did test a few of them out because obviously I was offering personalised Christmas pyjamas. People were not, you know. But um, going back to the question, um, it was all like where to scale back. So obviously the biggest thing I had to scale back on was did we really need a physical presence on a high street that is in decline? So... That's what we did. We scaled back. Which is, is a valid car. it's a valid question to yourself, isn't it? Because one that one thing I was gonna ask you about was why you got started with the you know, the old bricks and mortar. 
but I guess it was to have a presence, which you've, a now presence you've done it, and, you don't actually need. And and also because I wanted to go ahead of everyone else, lots of people started businesses during the pandemic. Same with podcasts. Got, everyone had a podcast. Everyone had a podcast. Now you still have a podcast. No one else has a podcast. <laughs> it's um, it's it's very very like. All those people that existed then don't exist well, now. It's, hang know, on, now, office. now, hang on. Let me try and remember this. And I tried to remember this last time, and I think I got the figures wrong. But was it 700, just under 800,000 podcasts, and only 187,000 out of all of that had something produced within the last six months? Yeah. So it's a little bit of difference of how many are alive and how many have just died. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with like home businesses. A lot of people set set up like craft businesses, wax mills, candles, even clothing. You know, making their clothing or whatever. And they've all started to close down. They've all shut their websites down. Not all of them, but some of them, most of them have, because they were all messaging me afterwards, asking if I wanted to buy all their stock. Some of them I did. Some of them I didn't. But the, the point of me going um, physically, like physically on the high street was, you know, because it was a step up. It wasn't just running it from my little pokey-wokey room in my house. It was get me out of the house because I've been stuck indoors for nearly two and a half years. And, and I wanted to feel like I was actually going to work. And I wanted to show that it was actually my job because I think people close to me sort of saw it as, oh, God, she actually thinks she's going to make money from a hobby. You know, believe me, like selling kids' clothes was never meant to be a hobby. It was always meant to be. It's, it's always going to, for me, at the initial start was, it's going to be an earner because everyone has kids. Everyone knows kids. You've got kids in your family. You know, so people are always buying something for kids. So I thought, yeah, it will work. And then mother care closed just before the pandemic. There was a massive wholesale closure of that, kiddie care. and. You know, so there's a gap. You know, there probably will be a corporate one day that will take over that. But then you've got all these other chain stores that incorporate kids' clothing, you know, so that probably brought on, like, the likes of mother care and that closing. But they don't do what I do, so it's all right. I think, so when I, when I was in a certain toy shop, I won't mention any names, I think they said the, the ideal... The ideal amount of shops and online presence is about 150 shops spread out across the UK and then your online presence. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe some of the, the bigger brands, if they'd scaled down to that, who knows? You never know, dear. Okay, so well, let's, let's talk about online and your social media because it is buzzing, always buzzing. Is there a strategy that you have? No. Not really. I like to, I mean, there's all this algorithm talk and everything, but. No one understands it. No no one on Instagram or Facebook can actually understand and explain how the algorithm works. No, that's right. And and it's just when you think you've got the hang of it. And and I think, you know, like you just, everyone has to have their own routine with it. You know, it doesn't matter what time people are scrolling. People will see it, you know, um, and then they always say a few months later, oh, Facebook's changed the algorithm again. No, it's really based on what it is your what you're viewing at the time. So it's like if you view one of my posts for say more than 
10 seconds or three seconds, three seconds, say, then the chances are you're going to see my post again, you know. And consequently, if you haven't been on Facebook for a while, because everyone has stuff going on, people don't always go on social media. You know, they might they might go on it just to watch or they'll go on it to continuously post. And, you know, it, it just really depends on what you're looking for. It, it, I think that has a lot of effect on this so-called algorithm, which I think is starting to be a myth, really. I think it's just, it really depends on what you're viewing at the time. I try and make it catchy. I don't really do sort of organic reels. I tend to sort of just upload TikTok videos that I've made and I like the music. So I I think, oh yeah, that's good. I'll put that on Instagram. If it works for yeah. you, it'll work for someone else. That's it. I, would, I do try and put some engagement ones on there. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I mean, my personal Facebook is completely different <laughs> to how I post on on the business, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more sweary and, 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 and just sort of that dark humor really. But, you know, I try, I try and keep it. I, I tend not to, um, one thing I've seen like with other people's business content is they do tend to get a bit personal, you know, and they're almost like, Oh, we're putting our prices up. Just letting you know, I don't, I don't need to explain that to my customers they're not my accountants they're my customers so I don't do that um I don't sort of a lot of independents sort of say oh, if everyone can bear with me my kids are ill I'm ill my husband's ill the dog's ill you know it, it's like no again my customers don't need to know that I've seen content where business owners are actually crying on their reels like they're crying because they're so stressed out and I just think okay, that's not making me want to buy anything from you. If anything, it's making me want to unfollow now because it's, you know, people don't need to see that side. They just want to know that you do stuff. And 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 I want to sort of not give off the impression, but actually show that, yeah, I'm running this solo. People that know me, that are close to me, know I run this business solo. I do tend to sort of talk of us, like I, I speak sort of on Facebook, I'm, I'm speaking in plural, like there's we, us, from all of us at Frankie Doodles. It's like as if I've got like 50 employees in my pokey wokey room, <laughs> you know. But that's that's not sort of on a, on a purpose thing. I think it's because I've sort of made my business a third person. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's an individual. Um, but, yeah, that's that's just pretty much I keep it very relatable. You know, not, but not so much that they, I don't want them to relate to me. You know, if I've got a toothache, no one needs, you know, that's for my personal Facebook. Not, you know, a bird shat on me yesterday. A bird actually shat on me yesterday. I was so busy yesterday running my errands and doing all my worky worky stuff and a bird shat on me. That went on my personal Facebook. That didn't go on my business Facebook. Like, look at me. I'm doing all these deliveries, making sure all my customers get their orders. And by the way, a bird shit on me. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't put that on the business Facebook. No, no. And no. yeah, like I said, the, the things you see on Facebook, right, the, the one I hate, the one I can't stand, that I, I can't deal with self pity. So when someone says, oh my God, I'm so angry. And then all you see the messages, are you okay, hon? Inbox, yeah, me. inbox me. Oh, yeah. let me know. Give me a ring. Can I call you? No, no. Is it that thing you told me about? And then it becomes yeah. more cryptic. And it's like, well, what is it? 
and now everyone's got now everyone's got an interest. When really, you're like, all right, okay, you have issues. Everyone has problems. Everyone comes up against something, but deal with it. And it's that there's a quote: "Is it deal with it? Don't Facebook it." Yes. And people more likely to want to help you. Was it Abraham Lincoln? (laughs) Yes, he was around. (laughs) Facebook was very big when he was around. Definitely old Abe. Respect you, Abe. You come with a great quote. So moving on then, despite you having your own brand, there oh. are some copycats out there. There are. Trying to imitate Frankie Doodles. Do tell. Yeah. What's the gossip? It was a, it was actually a friend as well that did it. Oh. And okay. uh, she was copying and pasting, but using it in other groups. Um, copying and pasting, using the pictures with the actual Frankie Doodles logo on it, because I watermark everything. And uh, using my wording, I use specific emojis for each, like the post. There's always like generic emojis that I use. And so I tagged her in a post and then she blocked me. Oh, <laughs> uh, guilt. Along, Busted. And, and then uh, she WhatsApp me saying, well, you know, what's all that about? LOL. Like that. And I went, LOL. <laughs> like, hell, hell. And, that, and I just went into a tirade with her and so she's laughing out loud yeah like think, like as if it's me having a manic moment and, and I just sort of read her a fortune really and I said this is and I, and I sent her a copy of our trademark certificate you can't use any of our stuff especially when it's watermarked that's so I mean I, is that stupid I don't know. Is there a kind of word to, but your stuff's watermarked. Why, why would. Yeah. Why use the picture? Where's the sense? You know what I mean? But she was selling and she was marking it up as well. That was the worst of it. And it was like, but it was people like customers that are in these groups and, you know, she was going on selling groups and they were like coming back saying, hi, um, that dress I bought, it's now been, advertised by someone else but it's your picture and it's your words i thought it was you but it's this other person and I've, I've had people imitate since you know i've had you know um the the cold cups the color changing cups this happened before christmas uh, um so i got in these color changing cups and I showed them to a customer because I'd literally just got the delivery and I said, oh, hey, look at these. She was like, oh, wow, I really like these. She goes, what are you going to do with them? I said, I don't know. I think I'll just personalise them, you know, a name. And she was like, could you put a picture on it? I was like, what kind? So she said, oh, you know, my mum's an Elvis fan. You know, um, my brother likes, you know, whatever, football. So I said, okay, leave it with me. So I've done a couple of designs, put it on Facebook. An hour later, Literally, someone who is—I could throw a stone at them and it would hit them at close range. You know, that an hour later they were advertising the same cups, um, but not with my design on them. But it was just so happened that they were advertising the same cups, but not from the same supplier. They were getting theirs from China. So, but they were. Ch- but I charge so for my cold cups, I charge seven ninety nine. That's it. You get a straw. You get a lid. And you get anything you want on them. You know, if you want a dog's dick on it, you can have a dog's dick. <laughs> it's your cup. I mean, you're, so, you're someone out there will want that. 
that's it. But they were charging eleven ninety nine for the cup and then an extra two pounds for the straw. <laughs> and two pounds for a straw. <laughs> and not a single person bought their stuff. Not a single person. I'm not surprised. Consequently, do you know what? No one that has copied me, and there's been lots that have. There are lots that do certain things, and then all of a sudden you see that they've changed and they're going into what I do. Um, not a single person has gone on to live a happier life. Not anyone has gone on to be successful. Most of them, their businesses have shut down because, you know, granted, what I do is not unique. Okay. There are lots of independent baby clothes sellers out there, retailers. But one thing I don't do, and I don't copy. Yes, most of us use the same suppliers, but we don't tread on each other's feet. You know, I bump into so called competitors. You know, we have a chat. We we meet up at the co- you know we we're there at the wholesalers on the same day, walking through. Hi, how's it going? How's business? You know, we have a little discussion, and and that's it. We just carry on. Yeah, most of the time we're all buying the same stuff, but we market it different. You know, we don't call each other out. We don't. You know, they're, they're, to me, there is no competition. There's enough to go round. You've just got to box a bit clever with it. You know, and for God's sake, don't use my pictures. I'll sue you. <laughs> it's so You know, you you've heard it there. She will sue your ass. That's it. That's it. It's like, don't do it. it makes no sense, especially if you've got the watermarks as well, which is the whole point yeah. of a watermark. That, that was, to that identify. was the biggest thing that really wound me up. I was like, you know what? I've even watermarked the bloody thing. Don't get it. Okay, well, they've been, they've tried, they've gone, and you'll never hear from them again. Now, this this takes us very nicely. There is some little publication in the world called Vogue. I'm sure many people have heard of it. Uh, what happened there, then? Do you know what? I was actually on the phone to your good wife at the time, and I spotted an email. It's like, can you give us a call back? So I screenshot and sent it to her, and I went, Vogue magazine. And I went, I bet they're scammers. I bet they're in, like, India, Pakistan, South Africa or something, you know, sitting there waiting for me to buy. They're going to ring me, clone my – I'm going to ring them, clone my number, clean my bank account. And she went, yeah, and we laughed about it. And she went, but they have left a number, and scammers don't usually leave No, they don't. Or they'll they'll so call say, they'll call you as a private number. That's right. So I said I'll give them a call tomorrow, and I'm going to tell them off. And that was it. <laughs> Literally, I was I was intending I was going to tell someone off. Have you have you ever so considered anyway, being a teacher? Oh God, no. Oh God, no. That's that's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. I, did you know there used to be a program about teachers? It was a comedy on BBC. It didn't last very long. And I remember seeing one episode and the teachers marking. And he's put D for dickhead on there. And that, that spoke to my soul. You know, he was just, you know, he was just randomly shouting as he was marking. He was like, idiot. Stupid answer. I can't give him an I. Yeah, that would be me. (laughs) Um, I'd be that person. So I called them because I remembered I needed, I was going to argue with somebody. So I thought, oh yeah, I better call these. And it really was Vogue magazine. Dun, dun, dun. And that they were looking for independent businesses to feature. And um, they came across our website. They liked the story. They liked the stuff. They thought Frankie looked really cute. 
I could have any pictures I wanted. So I chose three pictures of Frankie. So there were three issues back to back. So what did we have? February, March, April issues this year, 2023. Promoted autumn, winter and spring and summer. Came out in April. Very nice. Now, I, I did a little, just very quick search. To give an idea of anyone that's not heard of Vogue, um, the Vogue website in March, March alone, 15.2 million hits. 15.2 million people saw our feature. 1.3 million of those for March were in the UK, and the US had 6.8 million. Damn, girl! Damn! But consequently, I mean, don't get me wrong, my TikToks still haven't gone viral. My cat's more famous than the business at the moment. Um, Maybe but your cat needs to get into this advertising business. Oh, no, but everyone is saying that, and I'm, I'm going to do some merch. Frankie Doodles is going to do some Boris the Dictator cat merch. Could, could, now this is a long shot here, pet wear? I have been asked about this, and I am thinking about it. I mean, I have fish. I don't really think you can get much for fish, but. No, no, but I have been asked about, like, pet hoodies, like dog hoodies, bowls things like that I've been so maybe maybe that's like, maybe that sort of thing at christmas yeah I'm thinking and actually maybe actually thing. i have to say when i there was i think it was in january I, I i went to the park with the little bloke and i've got to say the amount of dogs they're all small dogs the amount of dogs look like they were wearing tracksuits yeah like full-on tracksuits not like i've just seen dog one coats. wearing a puffer coat it was amazing what <laughs> yeah okay this so is a market you need to this is the market you need to get into. Do you know, the first year, I think it was in 2019, or was it 2018? We did, it was 2018, I think. We launched Christmas pyjamas, but we did family matching at the time. And it was still not overly available with the corporates. I call them, you know, like the supermarkets and the big shops, I call them corporates because that's what they are. They're not, they're not real people. And um, they hadn't really done it. And if they were doing it, it was too expensive. So I did family matching and I actually did dog pyjamas with them that matched with the families and they were a massive, massive hit. So I did them the following year. It was massive again. Uh-huh. And and so it would be something I'd probably do seasonal. It would probably be something I'd bring in at Christmas, like between Halloween and Christmas, you know, so that they've got their own sort of merch. But that's as far as I'd take it. It, you know, it would because I think too much of it wouldn't. It would lose its sort of. Um, yeah, I, I've had I just had an image of a dog in flip flops and shorts with sunglasses. Yeah, with a Hawaii shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Excellent. Uh, this is an untapped market. Um, so what? Uh, what's next? What's next for you? What's next for the brands? So what's next? Obviously, obviously, continuing what we're doing. I've spent the last weeks um, printing, personalising uh, King Coronation T-shirts, obviously, because tomorrow's the big day, you get a king. So I've been working on that, and now that's clear. I'm looking, I'm still planning it, but I am thinking of putting a new range out, just a range for Frankie Doodles. Um, because I've been trying different things, and people will notice that there's things that have come up on the website and they don't exist anymore so 
last year, it was just after the summer, I brought in a collection for Sensory Global. It's all very good, and it was to really appeal to a community of people that rely and need sensory clothing. Now, the problem I found with that is having to source it. It's too, and it's very long-winded trying to get the stuff. It's quite quite specialist, isn't it? That's right. So I've taken it off the website for now, and I have informed people sort of that regularly inquire about it, that it will come back when I've sourced something a little bit easier to obtain so that I'm not waiting weeks and weeks for it to be produced. And obviously, because at the moment, you know, families are getting kind of rinsed for this sort of clothing, you know, and and then it's difficult to get. And and, then even then, you know, I've taken on board what people have said, what they're looking for, and what the problem is, is what they're currently buying, say, from Marks and Spencer's or from Amazon and places like that. You know, they're they're not exactly – you know, sensitive to sort of like diversity, if that makes sense. So, you know, with that in mind, I am going to try and sort something out with that and bring it back again and make that range better. But until I can, um, I am looking at sort of not an overly massive sort of brand, but it's just a little brand of our own because we retail other, we retail, other clothes do you know what I mean We're, it's not clothes that we make ourselves it's not clothes made for us they're different brands that we retail out so we've got you know obviously soft touch rock by baby they're all well-known brands that we stock but I would like to stock our own brand and so I've come up with Toodles Doodles Ooh, and, like that. and, and it's going to be like a, a basic range do you know what I mean like just really basic stuff, but nice, good quality. It's not expensive. It's not cheap. It's not Primark cheap. But then Primark isn't cheap anymore. You know they've you know all the corporates have up their prices, and it's all very generic clothing. It's all either beige or it's pink or it's red or it's just really out of the ordinary, like crazy looking clothes. And again, like all the kids look the same. So you know it, it's something for you know everybody but it's gonna i'm gonna pilot it on the babies first because let's see how that goes and then eventually push it through all the collections so it'll be merged into it rather than it have its own bit it will merge into all the collections right look out for that people it took a while for me and frankie to sort of figure it out and then a friend sort of assisted as well and it is something we have to say toodles doodles so it kind of makes sense. That's it. Does make sense. That's good. I will look at. We will look out for that one. Um, is there anything that you, any advice that you give to someone wanting to do this crazy thing and chase their dream? Don't leave it at a dream, and don't spend too long thinking about it. Think about why you want to do it. Don't rely on people to sponsor it either, because no one will. Your friends are not your customers. Your family aren't your customers. You know, everyone's going to be negative about it, but in the end, it won't work if you don't. It, it doesn't, nothing works if you don't work. Boom, so, check that out. Do it. Just get on with the job. Do get it. on with it. Love it. Love it. Um, are there any influential people out there who are influential to you? To me? Yeah. Do you know what? I, I've, I saw a thing and I've actually applied, right? So obviously, Baroness Brady. 
Karen Brady. Of course, yes. Um, she knows she, a thing or two about business, doesn't she? She does, don't she? She had her own football club, didn't she? Was it Birmingham? Birmingham City, wasn't it? And now she's... Uh, <laughs> Airwoman of that. Now West Ham. Now West Ham. And um, I've, I've just always found her quite inspiring, really, because, you know, for you know, for a woman to sort of have to take into, you know, because she doesn't sort of go into like, she's she's another one, she doesn't go into the quite girly sort of scenes really, does she? She went straight into a male-dominated environment, you know. Stood her and, ground. And, and stood her ground. And look at her now, Baroness Brady. So um, I find her quite influential. That's good. Now there will be a wall of quotes from the guests of this podcast. What's your favourite one? Come on. What's the one that hits you? <laughs> Give your mum a pat on the back from me. <laughs> you know where that's... Uh, if you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was talking with a friend about programmes we liked and I was talking to him about Ari Gold and he, from Entourage and I was like, Do you know what? I could watch that character all day long. I said the quotes, the one-liners, and the best quote out of it is give your mum a pat on the back from me. I use that as an insult. You know, if someone's like really getting on my nerves, being a dick, and, and I just, rather than just outright going your mum, because I do say that a lot, it, I just say, do you know what, give your mum a pat on the back from me. And they're just left confused. And they're just like, okay, thanks. Well, I, I have three at the moment. Um, obviously, my top one is don't be a dick. Which does, which does, it, it covers everything. It covers all aspects they say of life. It's there in the Bible. It's there. You see? In the book of scriptures. Don't be a dick. Um, for, say, for the, the earth, don't be a dick. <laughs> for, the, for the people that want to think about it, work in silence and let your success be your noise. Excellent. Ooh. And my latest new one is from Morgan Freeman. Don't take criticism from people you would never go to for advice. Excellent. I like that one. And I can hear Morgan Freeman say it when I read it as well, which adds a lot of... I can hear him say, give your mum a pat on the back from me as well. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Work in silence. (laughs) I can hear him say it all. I need to hire Morgan Freeman just to just read out all these quotes. I mean, in my day, sort of like, it goes from, my day usually starts with Morgan Freeman narrating my life. Um, and then probably from about midday, Samuel L. Jackson takes over. Oh, <laughs> yes. And San, Samuel L. Jackson is meant to... I've not listened to this properly, but there was the whole thing about Amazon Alexa was was going to have a, a skill which would allow it to talk like Samuel L. Jackson. That, Two that, versions, that a, would... a clean and explicit. Now, I don't know what happened to this. I don't know if it actually happened, but I'm going to have to... Because I would like to hear Samuel Jackson tell me how the weather is. Tell me that it's going to motherfucking rain. <laughs> Do you know what? That would be the only reason why. I haven't got an Alexa. I've got an Amazon Fire Stick, but I've disconnected Alexa because I'm the lord and ruler of this house. And You don't need Alexa doing the rest for you. I don't need Alexa to tell me for me. I can look out the window and see what the weather's like. But if Samuel Jackson's on there, okay. I will shut up and listen. Okay. I'll, I'll look into this. I'll look into this. Uh, where can the good people listening? Where can they find you? They can find us on frankydoodlesclothing.co.uk. They can find us on Facebook, Frankie Doodles. Uh, I think we're Frankie Doodles Clothing on Facebook. They can find us on TikTok, on Instagram, and 
They can follow us on Twitter, but we're not very good at Twitter. Yeah, there are certain platforms that are better than others for other things, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I do find Twitter, if anything ever happens in the world, Twitter will know about it before anywhere else. So I Twitter, I, I use it as my news source. Before anyone else. Especially like yeah, local stuff so. as well. I always find stuff out locally on Twitter before yeah. anywhere else. That's the thing. I tend to sort of, I don't go to the news pages on my phone anymore. I, I kind of look on Twitter and then you see it trending straight away. Because you also see a lot of stuff on Twitter that you won't see in the news. No, no, that's right. There's a lot of leaked stuff on there. So um... You're only meant to see what they want to show you. But let's not go into conspiracies or anything like that. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug? What's on offer? What's new? What's coming up? Uh... Don't ask me for any more Coronation T-shirts because I'm done. Um, this will go out I, after the Coronation, but I guess if someone wants to have some some nice little you know, souvenirs and memory. For a little like, memorabilia keepsake, that's fine. I can live with that. <laughs> um, I am going to be introducing digital prints fully. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And I am working on some Father's Day fun quotes sayings t-shirts as well as uh just something cute for the baby quick idea for just you father's day material so if you're doing like t-shirts maybe you could have like you know the, the really bad dad jokes there you go That's i do have, i've got a, I've, I've just it's just come on i've just like put it together and put it on it's um a credit card and it says bank of dad the card number reads i'm so broke and uh, no I, I need that. I need that with Casey. I need that. And, and it was—it's just brilliant. I, I just like—it's all put together, and so far that's been the most popular design. Like, there's about ten designs, and that's been the best one. Everyone's liked it. I'm not surprised. There's a lot. There's a lot of love for credit cards out there when your daughter asks for money again. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's everything from us. Um, anything else you want to say? No, I think that's everything. You're all me. good. You're good. Uh, thank you for taking part in uh, the, the comeback. Um, we got there in the end, recording it twice, but we got there <clears throat> in the end. Technology did not like us the first time. The answers were all more up to date and more current, and we're all good. Well, that's it. All good. All right. Thank you very much, Miss. Good luck with Frank thank Doodles. You, we will enjoy your t shirt. Thank you. We will see you again soon. If you want to plug anything, you know, let me know. Alrighty. I will see you. Oh, there is one thing. Ooh. There is one thing. Yeah, far away. Um, we're nominated and we're up for an award for favourite family business. It's from the people of Shop Happy. They run this award. So if you go on, you can nominate your favourite family business. And if you can select Frankie Doodles. If you can, uh, all right, if you can just that bit again, because where you said to go, you froze. Oh, okay. So if you can nominate us, um, well, actually not even nominate, if you vote for us as our, as your favourite family business, you go to shophappy.com and it's, uh, you just vote Frankie Doodles. Our location is Essex because we're head offices in Essex. And, and yeah, and then everyone that leaves their email address when they put their vote in is in with a chance of winning a £50 high street voucher. Whoop, whoop. The votes close on the 22nd of June. So fingers crossed we win. Good luck. Cool. All right. Thanks again for being here.
That's all right. I'll speak to you soon. And I'll see you in the next one. See you later. Bye-bye. Doodles. Thank you for listening to In The Spotlight. If you would like to share your inspiring story, please email chris at learndeveloplive.com. For more motivation and inspiration, you can visit learndeveloplive.com and don't forget to book your free 30-minute LDL power call at ldlcall.com.